Hey, you're listening to the Traveling Partners podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things barrel racing, rodeo, and life. Hop in the truck with us while we chase white lines and dollar signs this rodeo season. Another episode, Traveling Partners podcast. Season wrap-up. Season wrap-up. Potentially, I don't know, something I've been waiting for. I'm sure many of you listeners have maybe been wondering where we're at or where this episode is, but we're finally getting around to doing it. And I guess the season just kind of came to an end, and then we just haven't really had anything going on together in particular, and just finding the time. Finding the time, and it's fine. We can be transparent. I have not been having like a great time mentally, especially related to horses, so I just have like not really been in the right headspace. So Cass was such a good friend and just like gave me time to till I was kind of ready to record something like this. But yeah. it wasn't going to be super tough on me mentally. So I super appreciate that. That's part of our delay too. It's my fault. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not worth, you know, it's just a podcast. And I think we've always started out kind of with the idea in mind that it's just for fun and it's just a place for us to chat and yeah. feel connected with other barrel racers beyond our truck and trailer. And I'm sure there's so much of it that, you know, other people can relate to. So definitely never apologize, Shelb, for feeling feeling down or not in the headspace and especially in regards to the topic that we tend to chat about which is horses and barrel racing and the fun and stress and hell that is (laughs) self-inflicted by playing this stupid game yeah totally sometimes that's kind of hard to get your head around too it's like we ask for this beating that we sometimes take i, know. I mean not that's that the one thing we have to remind ourselves though but it, you know it is like we expose ourselves to the risk of things horses injuries and you know like the mental game being tough it's like it's not that we don't know that going it's not that i'm not aware that like that's how it's gonna be going into it yeah so everybody. yeah we do ask for it in a sense we do there's other people i'm sure living hunky-dory little lives that don't have you know, 1,200 pound animals that cause them severe stress. (laughs) So it is, you know, it's a choice we make, but at the end of the day, we still love it. And yeah, we'll come out of the trenches some way, somehow. But yeah, 2023 wrap up. It's the end of the year for us. It has snowed here in Alberta, Canada. It really feels like the end of the year. Yeah, it really, I've like, it feels like Christmas. I've like yeah. skipped Halloween in my mind. Like, um, it's honestly, so depressing. Like, yeah, I do not do well in the winter, so it's it's rough out here for me. That adds another element, a little seasonal depression. I am so bad. Like, you people that like put on your snow pants and your <laughs> layers, and you still get out there and ride. I honest, like, kudos to you. Seriously, I am. I want to be better and I'm going to make it a goal this year to be better and get more riding accomplished this winter Mm -hmm. because I do have, it's not heated, but I have a really nice indoor arena, like literally just down the road from me. So there's not much of an excuse to like not get bundled up and, but you don't. Oh, I just, I (laughs) hate everything about it. Like I hate it snowing. I hate it being cold. I hate it being icy. Like trying to find a place in the parking lot to unload your horse that isn't like an absolute death trap for you and them. I hate that part. Yeah. I hate when they get all sweaty and you spend three times as long trying to cool them off as you did riding. It's dark really early. I hate 
oh my gosh, I hate everything about winter riding. If I'm going to be completely honest, there's nothing I like about it. I'm not very tough, but that's on me. <laughs> yeah. I need to look past it. Even like the people that call, like, cause it was just the old college rodeo in yeah. town this yeah. past weekend. And I saw, you know, all the trucks and trailers and the kids running around and they're doing the college rodeo thing. And I'm like, this is why I never did it in college. Like everyone, you know, just call Jodeo. It's cold. Yeah. It's yeah. freezing. Like they really make some sacrifices to travel around to these college rodeos. And I could not have been bothered in college. So shout out to you guys. And I typically like I do ride in the winter to like a certain temperature. Yeah. But I just like mentally cannot handle not riding because I go crazy. Yeah. So I think that that's why. And I've always had horses that like need work like over the winter. My other drive for like riding through the winter is there's nothing I despise more than legging a horse up from like ground zero. Yeah, that is true. It stresses me out. I feel like it's like hard on them. Hard on them. It's like more risk for injury. I just hate it. And yeah. it's just, it's too much. It's a lot of work. I'm going to be honest. I'm lazy. It's too much work. That's fair. But yeah. then I guess I'm not lazy if I'm riding in the winter. I don't know. I guess you just have to like kind of pick pick your battle pick your battles if it's like a half decent kind of mild winter that does make it a little bit easier so fingers crossed that's what we're heading into yeah because no sometimes when it's just i mean obviously there's a certain point where it's just like too damn cold like it's not safe for you it's mm -hmm. not safe for them like you should not be traveling with your horses in tow at ridiculously cold temperatures um yeah, half mild is okay. I can probably get away with that. So we'll see what we get done. But yeah. at the end of the day, the season is a wrap up up here as far as rodeos go anyway. You can go to some winter series jackpots, which could be good. But end of the year, that's what we're going to talk about. But I thought we could kind of like go back to the beginning. And I actually, I should have listened to like our first episode. I remember we were, was our first episode sitting in the trailer at Lynette's yes. going to... I think so. I think so. Like we when camped we there to, to go to Medicine Hat, Hat. Yeah. And then we went back to Lynette's and then we went to yeah, Spring Flings. Yeah, it's a new like one. That. It's like a So school. that was the start of the season, which mm -hmm. like that honestly does feel like for me like forever ago. Like a so lifetime ago. ago. We, like, we, we were different like people then. <laughs> Yeah. We on were our, different people. We were then. different yeah. people. Like that we is were true. on our fitness grind, which Shell is still, she's gotten back on the fitness wagon and is working out and doing the things. But we were really dedicated to our fitness at that we point were. in time. And yeah, honest to God, we were just, we were different people. <laughs> <Not> even, <laughs> that's, I don't know. But yeah, so kind of going back to that first episode, I mean, we talked about what our sort of initial goals were then. Mm -hmm. And Mine, I believe, was just like to fill my CPRA permit. That was my primary goal. And I think just to get along a bit better with my horse and consistent on her. For sure was also to fill my permit. And then mine was to get my horse, both my horses into the 17s at Kalnash. And I did not accomplish either of those. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I also, <laughs> I didn't fill the permit, obviously. I didn't make a single dollar the entire rodeo season. So it's depressing to say. I mean, neither did Shelb. This team, we were not profitable on the rodeo <laughs> road this year. I'll tell you that for, yeah. for free. So yeah, our initial goals, we set them out with good intentions. And we failed. Full transparency. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fail. We did not hit the mark at all. I, don't I know. think it's like... It's hard. It's hard to admit defeat. 
I'll, hard to admit defeat. For I'll sure. give you that. Like, there's something triggering about it, and I think it's an opportunity to grow and like decide what way you're gonna use that feeling mm-hmm. um, going forward. Like, whether obviously you could let it get you down, or you can kind of use it to light your fire. It's I can admit it. Like, it's very disheartening. It's upsetting, even to the extent where, like, the CFR is upon us. And not that, like, my initial goal was not, oh, I want to qualify for the CFR. But it's, like, a little reminder, like, slap in the face. It (laughs) is. No, I'm not. Like, seriously, it is. My parents, they, like, they are six-pack, you know, ticket holders, whatever it's called. And they've, you know, asked, oh, when do you want to go? And when can we take you and all this stuff? And I, I seriously admitted to them the other day. I was like which I am going to go with them at least one night. Um, but I was like, to be completely honest, my intention this year was to almost low-key avoid CFR. Yeah. Suddenly, as every year, I'm going almost every night now. <laughs> but I always tell myself that too. Like, I'm like, I'm not going. And I'm, then it's just like snowballs. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like we want to go with our friends and it is such a good time and it's a great quality rodeo. But like as a competitor that is actually competing with good intentions, uh, <laughs> it's hard to watch. I don't know. And not that I'm not, I'm like so proud and excited for every girl that did qualify in those spots. Yeah. And they all like very much deserve to be there right down to the bitter end. Oh, it was no like kidding, so yeah. exciting to watch yeah. um, who got in and stuff. And yeah, not saying that my name deserves to be there over anybody over anyone else. It's just hard that it's not, or like yeah. that you're just not even sort of in that. It just like, it almost top, like is a like, reminder of like, if you struggled through the season, which we both did, it's almost like a reminder of like how far out of reach it feels. Right. Which like truly, I don't know how to say this with like, Oh, like, I don't have the horse right now. Yeah. So, like, it's – but the thing is, is, like, the way that the universe works, it's, like, it's really not that out of reach. Right. Like, I mean, you have to work hard and you have to have a phenomenal horse and, like, everything has to line up. But Mm -hmm. the reality is that it could line up for anyone at any time. And, of course, there's things, you know, that help work towards your advantage. But I think that's, like, the one thing you have to think about. But it is, like – it is sort of like a reality check, and I think that it does make it feel further out of reach. Yeah. You know, like, it's just kind of like, I was so far off the mark. Yeah. While also being, like, you kind of look at the girls that did qualify, and, like, a number of them, I think Shelby and I would both call them friends and or just, like, really good what would you call them? Acquaintances. Acquaintances and like co-competitors. We, I don't know. I've just so enjoyed the like camaraderie that we experienced. Oh, so much so. Up here in yeah. the Canadian pro rodeo barrel racing scene. Like I feel like everybody in a sense obviously is carrying themselves across the line, but like also kind of reaching back and like everyone's holding each other's hand and rooting for each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like I helped support these girls to get there and they supported me just getting up and down the freaking road. Oh yeah. Um and being there and always being kind and like a friendly face and, and yeah, welcoming. it's just it's kind of a sisterhood. I don't know how to describe it, but it's 100% like 100% it is. It's like so, it's kind of so interesting because I think that the stigma is so opposite from that. Yeah. And I do think that like it easily can go the other way if you choose to interpret it that way. Right. But I mean, our experience I think has been 
like when it comes to friendship and, you know, meeting people and supporting each other has literally been nothing but Amazing. positive since the very, very beginning. Yeah. And it's almost like a little bit surprising to me too, because I think you go into it thinking like, I'm going to pull my permit. It's going to be so intimidating, blah, blah, blah. And you like have this idea in your head of what it's going to be like. And that wasn't at all what it was like. Right. What I've learned there is like, if you put yourself out there to like be transparent, be friendly, be supportive, be helpful, be a positive person, like, you know, what are you putting out into the world? That's what you're going to get back. And yeah. I think that that's kind of describes how it's been for us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, anywho, aside from, you know, the CFR sort of being our big old reminder <laughs> that it did not go our way this year, yeah. Um, there are many accomplishments that I think we can cover in and out of the arena, and that sort of segues on the people topic. Like, I wrote down that one of my accomplishments was honestly just meeting more people. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, I feel like I can't even, I can't think off the top of my head, like who, but like, I made like a lot of new, well, I traveled with other people when like Shell wasn't available and just made other like really good I and agree. nice friends. I think like you came out of your shell a little bit. Did I? Was I Not more? Not that like you were shy or anything before, but I, I do think that you just seemed like more. Maybe last year. I didn't year? think about that until you just said that, but I feel Funny. like. It's not that you're shy or like not friendly or anything. I just feel like maybe I'm a bit more you reserved. Opened yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely more reserved than me. Because I'm like, <laughs> like, and I don't care who it is. And I'm just, you know, like Yeah. And it's not that you're like shy. I don't mean to say that, but no, I think it's... that you just opened yourself up a little bit more than you did before. Yeah, I really did. I yeah, honestly, it like that's the most sad part about the season wrapping up to me is like just not seeing some of those like 100%. familiar faces every weekend. Like Me too. You know, like yeah. I will say, like for me, um, there literally is nothing that I love more than being on the road and traveling. Like I could live on the road 24-7. Yeah. And yeah, like it's nice to have a home to go home to and stuff. But like honestly, I could do it 90% of the year. Yeah. And be like perfectly content. Like I I love it. I live for it. I yeah. love going to a new place, being with all your friends. Yeah. Everywhere Seeing you our go people. is different. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think that we're both like very blessed to have like work situations and stuff that are flexible to do that which makes it enjoyable I'm almost like yeah like I'm sad thinking about it. like I almost want to cry because it's over because I love being on the road and yeah being yeah. a part of it yeah me too so it's... that's what you had for one of your accomplishments was meeting more people meeting more people yep taking a quick intermission from this episode to remind you that the traveling partners podcast is now opening up advertising opportunities on each episode so if your clientele is listening along and hopping in the truck with us, we'd love to take this opportunity to highlight your business, your stallion, or your event happening in 2024. If this interests you, please contact either Cassidy or Shelby to discuss the details. Enjoy the rest of the episode, guys. So for me, for accomplishments, I think one thing that was really big for me is that I pushed myself and I, like, I actually took my six-year-old to her first few rodeos which was kind of like not in my plan. I don't even remember why I suddenly decided to do it. Because I remember I like went into the season being like, oh yeah, like I'll pick and choose and like I'll take her to a few where like the ground's better because 
Zach wasn't hurt or anything so at the beginning of the year, like in the spring. Yeah. So why did I do that? That's a, I don't remember. We should have listened back. Oh, I back, think but... part of it was that I, on my young horse, am so confident in the small pens. Mm-hmm. Because even though um, our gelding, well, Carter's horse is nice. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Whatever details. I don't want to get in trouble later. Um, he, even though he's older... He is actually, like, quite green when it comes to barrel racing. Like, this would only be his, like, yeah. third. This would have been his second full season. Second full. Second full Because it's there. It's full. Second full, yeah. Yeah. So, and, like, I patterned, patterned him, like, two summers before that at the very end of the summer. And I took him to, like, a couple barrel races. And then that was it. And then he went right to the rodeos. And he's great. Like, he he's an extremely good boy. He's such a nice horse. But I'm a lot more confident. Um on my young horse actually in the smaller pens because my young horse is so solid on her lines like she I don't think she's ever stepped put a foot wrong in the pattern and so I think I told myself I was like okay like um because our first rodeo is medicine hat it's really small in there yeah I felt like she just is very confident like even if she kind of got a step off the first like she corrects herself to go to the second so I was like okay I, I remember I battled with myself. I think I, like, flip-flopped back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the other part that forced me to do it is because we were going to Brooks after and there was – and it, we ran in the Derby. Doing that, So I think yeah. I was like, well, I'm just going to bring one horse. Yeah. That might have been why, too. I think so. Um, and I told myself because I was like, oh, is she ready for the rodeos? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then I told myself, I was like, okay, she's never going to be ready if you don't take her. Yep. So I just went for it. And so I did run her at like a handful of rodeos early on in the season. And that was a big accomplishment for me because I think it's hard to like kind Mm -hmm. of not that like I was winning on my other horse, but I was really confident on him. So to like put yourself out there to take a different horse, especially the younger one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the younger one. So that was one of mine. That's so good. That is such a good accomplishment that I didn't really think of for you. Like, and she handled everything so well. She did. And she's so well behaved. Yeah. She really like, it It really didn't phase her at all. So I was glad about that. And then I think my other, like what I would say was an accomplishment for me is that like, I just felt really confident in myself and like knowing the setups and riding riding more for the conditions and the setups this year yeah and I think that comes also with just like being familiar with things too um but I just feel like I was a lot more present in my riding all year round for the most part um like like what we talk about all the time like I just felt I could make decisions during my run and I was present and like kind of you know riding on feel so that was an accomplishment for me too less runs where I blacked out yeah that was <laughs> I sort of felt that way too and I think like you said like it just came from knowing the place down to knowing where we sort of wanted to park or when we wanted to get yes. there and just like stupid things like I just felt like I just felt more consistent on my yep. horse and just more comfortable in general and I think it was just from having that year under our belt totally. on the pro rodeo scene we knew what to expect and it was just a little less spooky overall for us as another people. accomplishment is that we found the parking at medicine hat really easy oh yeah we in fact we were telling entry. other people how to get yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that was a major major win yeah as far as in the arena for me these accomplishments have been mentioned on the podcast but just to reiterate for myself and remember for next year my big accomplishments were Running my two 17-second runs at the ABRA finals yes. with Ariad on the standard. Like, that was really 
groundbreaking for us like a turning point a turning point and just unfortunately kind of later in the season but just to know that she is capable of doing it like me and Graham have had this like strong faith in Ariat for a long time that like she is capable of like being a tough horse and she's big and she's tough and in you know ways it should be no problem for her to make sort of runs like that but for some reason it has just not come together and then particularly in the Kalnash for some reason that mm -hmm. arena is not our friend we have the trouble to the first barrel there like and we got it ironed out for those two runs so taking that as wins and then my next best thing was being just a few holes from what I know out of placing at Bowdoin. Like yes. the numbers, the time was there to nearly get a check. And I think like in years previous, even it would have Yeah. Um, just a super tough year. But like that run was also just so fun. And that was a big confidence boost. It was a big confidence booster yeah. and like just the ground conditions were perfection at Bowdoin. The committee had it amazing and it was so fun. So knocking on a pro rodeo check store was a really positive experience in the arena for me. And lastly, I put my accomplishment of 2023 was co-hosting a podcast. Oh yes, of who course. Can't forget that. Who would have thought would've that we thought? would have cracked out a podcast? But we've kind of had the mm -hmm. idea, and I think we just we executed. We we yep. bought our little mics, and we did. We've put some some stuff out there. But yeah, those are kind of the accomplishments. So then the next one we had was like, what were some of our standout memories? One thing for me, like we talked about, like how much I just love being on the road, like. Honestly, some of my greatest memories are like, I love just like waking up in the morning because we are the girlies that like together the night before. Yeah. Um, going and working our horses and having our coffee, doing some work on our computers and just like having those like quiet mornings before slack. Yeah. Just like I was also, I was always like super grateful for those. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, mind you, we weren't hauling as hard as some other people. So we were able to get ourselves set up like that. But those are like really good memories for me that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I have, which is like low-key a stressful memory too, but like <laughs> when we had to rush from like Sundry oh. to Bassano and then like go to High River and we had to make those two rodeos in the same, those two slacks in the same day. And then we were like driving. I don't know what, I didn't look at my phone about what way we were going. Oh my gosh. And then like <laughs> we all, like we were not going the right direction. Like, no there was a way faster route that we didn't realize and then we were like in the middle of nowhere and then it was the city of calgary that really almost off. pulled out oh my gosh did we ever even disclose that on the podcast no I we didn't remember. like the drive was so stressful like because we were already in such a rush we were yeah it was tight margins to like, begin we with we got there we did talk about that we got there we literally put our saddles on trotted to the arena and they said Shelby you're in the next race yeah the tractor's going and you're next basically that was yeah it was so stressful but yeah we already had like really tight time margins to begin with mm -hmm. then we made some navigational errors like <laughs> we just like didn't I don't know I can't then, really, I don't know luckily, what we were doing we I, wouldn't have made it but the rodeo got stalled because people complained about the ground so yeah to, like pause and thank like, goodness fix the ground, for us so, which I don't totally agree with no. but thank goodness that did happen because yeah. otherwise we wouldn't have made it it was which is no big deal but favor. like when you are making the effort to get there yeah oh yeah. and we were like we were boogieing and yeah note to self the thing was is like when you're in a stressful situation even if you think you know how to get there 
my lesson learned is take the 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. to like put it into maps then my and phone just was like let dying. have maps tell Remember? you that's when we like that one phone cord wouldn't work yeah it yeah was, like yeah so much and it yeah just... and then this guy was like backing up a what was he doing he was, like, he was at like, a well site or something yeah he was or like, a batter i don't know yeah they were like some like employees of some kind were like backing in some sort of truck and trailer thing i think it was and like we're like going down like a highway like a secondary highway and mm-hmm. suddenly this guy's just like i almost think he meant to I put his truck got, in reverse yeah. but he put it in drive Forward, yeah right as we were crossing this path yeah like oh my god anyway yeah, that was scary so that's not necessarily like a positive memory that whole drive but it was definitely a stand yeah memory. you're never gonna forget it <laughs> um and then oh i have two more Okay, go ahead. Another one was when Cass opted out on going to Troll and Merle, but I went to Troll and Merle, and it was really just like a really good weekend that I needed to just like go with friends and have fun. My horse clocked like the first day so well. Yeah. And um, I really felt like I rode really well and I just like enjoyed my time, which was good for me because I was kind of teetering on the edge of like having been some challenges at that time so I was really happy that I went mm-hmm. and then my last best memory was at Drayton I just felt like the energy was so good in the back for when we were running barrels and like everyone was just vibing and like so happy for each other and I remember just like everyone cheering for each other when they came out and heard their time and yeah like, I remember Carly ran a great time my horse I think like it ended up getting faster but like in slack like she didn't run that far off of yeah. like where they had been placing you did have a good run and there, Shelby. I was so happy so I feel like that was a true testament of like the camaraderie and stuff yeah and I just like loved that like everyone was telling each other good job and it was just like everyone you know yeah it was just it was a vibe yeah that's awesome yeah that's so true kind of to piggyback on your first one I also wrote down charcuterie night with carly and then i put Mm. slash sharing our elite vibes like that's you come in you light a candle in the living quarters you get the charcuterie. you have various beverages various beverages like i mean most of the time spent with her was on that trip was driving but then we you know what we treated ourselves and we set up our little vibey moment in the trailer and had our snacks Mm -hmm. and lit our candle and yeah, that's kind of some of mine too. But all of those mornings and just time spent with our dogs in the trailer and yeah. Yeah. Good memories. And then this is a really random one, which you might be like, wait, what? But okay, our I really enjoyed, I think it was maybe like Raymond or somewhere like that. I can't remember exactly. But do you remember when we were filling water buckets and Paige Jones came along yep. with her big rig and she was like, would you girls mind if I just, you know, hop in the hose line quick mm. and like fill my trailer? Like I need to kind of get going. But then while we were like sitting or waiting for her trailer tank to get full, mm. I don't know. I just feel like we had such a nice like we chat with her. We had such a nice her. conversation with her. Yeah. Yeah. She probably. <laughs> she won't remember. <laughs> she won't remember yeah. us. She'll but like, oh, okay, you know why I think is like she made her first NFR this year. Yeah. That and broke that down. She was really close last year too. Yeah. I think we talked about that last year about her previous year yeah when you're with her and I think what was so nice about that was that like here's someone that's doing things on like a much more elite higher level than we are yeah 
And she was just so easy to talk to. Yeah. And it was just like funny how like she spoke of like what challenges she was having. And it's like, it's really the same challenges that we're having. Yeah. And so I think that was just really eye opening. And it was just, it was really refreshing. Like that might be just like such a random, in my mind, I'm like, this is such a random memory for me to write. For some reason, it like really stands out. And I just, I wrote down that I like left the conversation feeling like really inspired and that she's also a young cowgirl out there, like just doing the damn thing. And yeah. like, yeah, at the time, I mean, her season obviously turned around. But at the time, like stuff, her good but... horse, well, she has two good horses, but like Cotton was still injured. Yeah. And I remember like she tried to bring him back and then he kind of got hurt again. Mm-hmm. And it was just like. Yeah, yeah, something it was, about it. It just it was really refreshing. Yeah, it was a really fun, like relatable conversation, and I didn't really have any like predetermined thoughts about her, but it just really like gave me a whole new perspective mm-hmm. on who she was. As I mean, not that a fifteen-minute conversation can you know tell everything about a person, but I just I actually I know, really enjoyed there's a lot her. To say about first impressions. Yeah, and this was a positive one. So she ended up, I think, just squeaking into the NFR fifteenth in the world. So. Shout out to her for making yep. it and going from wherever the hell we were, Raymond, Alberta, to wherever the hell else she had to go to get that done. Yep. Um, super inspiring. And we'll be cheering her on in Vegas. Those were kind of the two memories I wrote down. But there's like so much. Honestly, even like eating enchiladas with the boys, like oh, Carter yeah. and his traveling partners. Oh, we like, were very good at utilizing the hospitality. Yeah, here. we we better, made better sure. use of them. We yeah. enjoyed uh, some of the lovely complimentary food. And I yeah, I just love sitting around and visiting. Memory of like at Innisville. I don't know like what like got into my horse. But do you remember she was like leaping yeah, through the air? Totally. Like, to go into and like. It's really funny because, like, it's like she wants to go. Like, she's leaping towards going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, away in a panic. And that's, like, a memory that I have, too, that I think was really funny. Yeah. And because we were running in the mud. It was so wet. It was very muddy. I remember the big track. And it was safe. But I remember it was. Yeah. That was a memory in its own. The next segment, we kind of thought we would talk on our challenges. Mm-hmm. Get, getting mine out of the way, I would just say that my biggest challenge overall is just mental game which I know can be like an ongoing uh piece of work basically and I think it requires continual maintenance and I still would just really good word for it I never thought about it like that yeah I would like to better my system there my maintenance system I guess Mm -hmm. and how like I'm gonna keep my head on straight more I dabbled in talking to like a professional sports psychologist this season. I did like two or three sessions with him and they're really good, really expensive. I will add, um, they're definitely a hefty investment for that hour. I guess it's kind of like can therapy. Can you but... use your, your benefits? That's a good question. I don't know. Okay, if my, how I have Blue Cross. Into, how but did you not look into that? I don't know. That's such a, I didn't even think of that. It. But yeah, you if I have it. Yeah. Su- submit yeah. the receipts. Okay, I'm going to look into that and see. I don't know. We kind of have basic Like if he Blue is Cross, a psychologist. But, yeah. And you have psycho- like mental health coverage. The right receipts and the yeah. coverage. Okay, I'm going to look into that. But I really did enjoy talking with him. I just didn't really keep it up, I guess, due to the cost and... 
you kind of like forget about it's like the workout plan it's like mm -hmm. you get you start on things and then you fall off the wagon that mm -hmm. was sort of me but i think it would be beneficial so that was probably just my number you one you know what's thing. funny you know that like thing that you told me that he taught you where it was like yeah what can you three things you can see three things you can hear something yeah smaller, yeah it was like, like three, three two, two one. one so it's like three things you can see two things you can hear and one thing you can smell okay i like told that trick to like four or five people this yeah time, but like told me that they have terrible they're like how do you don't you get nervous and i was like well i actually don't really get nervous um like kind of but i get a good nervous but i people that like told me i told them that I that's was like, awesome oh cassidy talk to this guy it's... and this is what she said to do and um so my trick always is like if i start to get a little bit nervous like if i start to freeze up i wiggle my toes and that just yeah. like puts my body like back together like similar awareness but i told people what you had told me yeah and i was like i don't really use this but i remember there was one time i did that was my number one takeaway i would say from him was that little trick like mm -hmm. just to what it was was basically to like because you're likely sitting back there this is a whole conversation in itself maybe but you're likely sitting back there just sort of like thinking about your run and what am i gonna do and how's it going in there and blah 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 yeah and so basically like it just distracts your mind from what's happening yeah. in your brain and puts your body like and your mind back out into the environment around yeah. you which allows you to try to control what you can control instead of just letting your mind run wild for using that trick because i've given it to people perfect hand it out if my quite expensive little <laughs> mental game sessions can pa be passed on i'm five dollars yeah i'm good with it keep it going but yeah that was luckily i didn't run in i don't know to anything else that really stands out as a challenge just besides like not having perfect runs but that's what the everyone's asking like, for i found but... challenging is like figuring out figuring out how to enter strategically because always when i feel like i've figured it out and i've done it right it never works it doesn't really pan <laughs> in our I favor feel like that's yeah that's like a challenge for probably a lot of people just challenges with my horses that the universe likes to give me that's pretty much it yeah various the, the blatantly obvious yeah horses yeah not being able to compete and yeah that's pretty pretty obvious there i kind of went through the list of rodeos mm -hmm. and kind of give them gave them a yay a nay and a maybe basically make your own decisions as you yeah. will i'm sure and like maybe let's put a disclaimer like this <laughs> yeah. has nothing to do with like the, like the committees are doing the best they can and like there's a lot of positive things at all these rodeos but these are the ones that like maybe don't necessarily like work for our horses we don't love the setup there's probably other people out there that love them yeah but this is just our personal preference personal preferences for sure mm -hmm. so the rodeos that i'm not overly excited about returning to next year slash i probably just won't dawson creek indoor i've never been to the outdoor so i can't really talk on it but i, think I don't worse. Think, I think i think it's the, worse yeah. okay dawson creek in general here's the thing about dawson creek we didn't go this year no but the year before we went and i think the tractor was from like the 1970s and it so it didn't work very well but it also took so long yeah it, right oh my gosh it's just <laughs> yeah, for so me these it's are just not worth notes, the drive yeah. yeah shall you throw in whatever you remember about these places <laughs> okay. i might be alone on this one but i don't really care to go back to coleman and part it's of that is not even necessarily the arena but the parking situation was oh, yeah. madness yeah it is madness madness we did not know that you need to get there like good and early and we had to park like 
a ways away, like in a random like church parking lot, a good ride and a bit away. And not that it's, oh, and also like, there's not much of a warm up. Like no. you almost like climb a mountain. So to warm up. Yeah. Like I enjoyed it, but my horse is like super broken safe. And so like, it was fun for me to warm up like in the mountain hills <laughs> on the side of the hill, on the side of the mountain. I yeah. Don't know, yeah. In the woods. Yeah. But like, I remember thinking to myself, and I think I said this to Cassie, I was like, oh my gosh, like if I was still rodeoing on ultra, there's no way. I don't know. I would just have to run in there cold. I'd warm her up over here. The warm-up was sketchy, side of the mountain, parking was less than ideal. So for those reasons, I don't feel super inclined to go back there again. You also kind of have to sneak around like a brick wall. That thing to go in the arena, it was kind of strange. I don't know. And for some reason in my head, I felt like the alleyway from like where we come in to where we run like through the chutes was longer than it was. And then when yeah. I got in there, I don't know if I just didn't pay enough attention or whatever. But then when I got in there, I was like, oh, like I need to be going. I thought I kind of like had some time. Next for me, no go is Grand Prairie. Mm-hmm. I don't feel inclined to go. I've ran there many times in the past. And although like actually in my history, it's hard to say I've had much success there in high school rodeo in the high school rodeo situation in the pro rodeo i went the once and i've watched enough videos that i just i don't feel overly inclined to go my next one which might surprise you but is the brooks outdoor i didn't have a fun time there this year okay i do like the new setup i like the new setup Something was funky with the ground. Yeah. But I'm going to give it another chance. You'll- because typically, like, I, I go to Brooks often to ride. And typically, it's really good. Okay. So, it's I'm going to give her another shot. Okay. Sounds good. I'll trust you on that one. Because I did really love... We ran from the other side. And it was yeah. just, like, and a, a center nice alley center. Um, I know why you didn't have a good time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> did we discuss this? Okay. I don't know if we've oh, discussed my- this. On the podcast, so you know what we're gonna do it. We're gonna be vulnerable with you guys. I just realized like why Cassie did not have a good time from the start. Mm. First of all, we got there and the generator wasn't working. We couldn't yeah, get the generator right. Started. Sam, our Which mechanic, was fine. Sam was Sam trying Smith to help us. It was not working. Oh my god, he just cratered. But um, so that was tough because and like we don't want to sound like princesses, but like it's a little rough because like your coffee machine doesn't work. We have we couldn't charge our charge. laptops. We couldn't charge our phones unless we ran the truck. It just was like a lot. It just sounds good. But like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It just, when you're accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. You... And we can rough it. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. But on our way down there, can't remember where we went first. Oh, we were at, you ran at the Calgary Coal Park before. Oh, we yeah. Down, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. So we stopped in Strathmore and we went to Boston Pizza and yeah. we had. The jalapeno popper dip, mm-hmm. which was delicious. Oh my god, we ate it up until mm-hmm. seven a.m. the next morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, if um, you can picture the IBS girlies, we're not feeling so well. We were, we were unwell. It started with me, and then yeah, you sh- told me when when I yeah. got up to do chores, you were like, I was like, I'm not really feeling good. My tummy, mm, she's hurting. She's unwell, and I was like, that's weird. Really? <laughs> next thing you know. Like, you know, 20 minutes later, I think we were sitting there watching, and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, immediately. That was the other thing. Like, it was, yeah, it was and the like, jalapeno was and the, the t- dairy that really, it came together, and it betrayed us. Yeah. 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 
And I was like on the toilet until like the last minute of like I was like no, you already had your was... horse tucked up, remember? And I was like I was not ready. No, like, I thought I was gonna be miss my run. There were moments where I thought, you know what, we may have it's to just uh, just wave us off, just wave us off. Like yeah. we are not prepared. Yeah, we were unwell. So note to self, maybe I mean sometimes I'm... I'll say Boston pizza. It's a hairy one to start with. I'll even expose. Um, my cousin Shane, like Boston pizza is not always <laughs> Sorry, friendly. Shane. Sorry, Shane. He knows like, you know, it's, it can be touch yeah. and go. And well, the thing is, it's really processed. And right. I think what it was for me is like, we had that dip. Yeah. And then like our, we had no generator, so we right. couldn't use our Nespresso. Yeah. We didn't so really like have a proper. then I had to have a concession coffee on yeah. top of that. Yeah. And that was what just kicked it to the curb. For really? Me. Like that just loomed her up ready for me. Like it was not good. Yeah. Basically, it was nearly like, you know, on Bridesmaids. Yeah. That's, yeah. Basically. <laughs> you guys know the scene on Bridesmaids? Um, low key, nearly me and Shelb. Yeah. Uh, morning of Brooks at the like 9 a.m. slack. Yeah. Barrels I don't know where we went for first. lunch on know. the way home, but then we were okay. Yeah. We ran and I was Once perfectly we cleared fine. Out, Once we dealt with the situation, I was fine. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So that's Brooks. Um, <laughs> add that to the list of standout memories. Forgot about that. But Brooks, shout out, no matter what you're at for Brooks, indoor, outdoor, whatever, the concession yeah. is elite. Yeah. It is just a good overall facility. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Okay. This is blatantly obvious for everyone, I assume. Rocky Mountain House. Yeah. That's also uh, on my list. Uh, we didn't, we, we luckily didn't even make it there. didn't have to go because they had to shut down the rest of the barrel yeah. racing. But for obvious reasons, that is the sketchy ground. I mean, unless some crazy change is made. Well, here's the thing. I assume most And like when we say like the ground is bad, going. there's horses that like can handle it, but we're just like saying that's probably not where we're going to choose to go with our horses. I'm just like also low-key like don't want to expose you my horses on that kind of stuff unless like I know for sure they can handle it. It's interesting because last year in Rocky, it was not bad. It was very wet and muddy, yeah. but it was safe and it felt a little sticky and my horse did like jump that puddle on yes, the way in. I remember. But it felt safe. And so that's what I think happened this year is that like it's good when it's wet. When it has some moisture, it puts more substance into the ground. And if it's too dry. And if it's dry, you're in trouble. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. So lesson learned for that. Yeah. Uh, my next one was Grimshaw. I made the trek up to Grimshaw because there was a very limited. Low, limited amount of entries. Low number of entries. You were trying um, to be smart, strategic. Yeah. Which was a good move. And I think that was a good move. I just think at the end of the day, it was a very long drive up there. And I just didn't feel like it was worth it, Um, especially when it was wet. Because it rained and it got super, like, slick, Mm -hmm. it was not worth the drive at all. So I think just going forward, it's not on the top of my priority list. And then following that is Okotoks slash held at the Millerville racetrack. Just for next year, I personally will not be returning due to the ground conditions not being my favorite. Mm -hmm. Next after that, I also went to Hannah this year. Just Shelb went to the Twirl and Whirl and I was like, I'm going to go check out Hannah for the first time. And honestly, it was probably, this was a toss up. There was ground trouble here. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really 
realize it. I was actually third out. For some reason, I drew right at the top of the list. Okay, here. so that's good. It was good. And so I didn't really experience the ground trouble. But Unless I guess like after me, it kind of went to hell. And also it is just, it is an itty bitty pattern like 12 seconds something crazy so small if i do for some reason return to hannah next year my note to self will be some people ran straight in from the corner gate and made that angle work i came in and set up and i would do that again but i would go way deep into the arena and then turn and go like give myself a lot of room that's just a note to self about hannah if i do Mm -hmm. return but it's not on the top of my list and then lastly at the end of the year i also went to edmonton which was the last regular season rodeo this was also a touch and go ground situation there were people that went right down there were people that made the best of it I think there were people that just kind of said, to hell with it. I'm just kind of loping through here and surviving mm-hmm. and getting out. Of course, if you're like on that CFR bubble or something, I mean, you're freaking you're, going for yeah. it. That kind of puts you in a tough situation at that one. But for me personally- but also the ground was okay at the beginning of the- Yes. Yeah. Like if you were in, in the, the first top of slack and I was there for the perf the night before with Carter. Yeah. And I was like, well, it didn't look terrible. Yeah. Um, but that was because there was only 15 runs in it and like in a slack situation it's always going to be different. Yes. And of course I was back to my regular position of like 40 or so. So yeah, of course there, it, that Edmonton last regular season rodeo is going to be kind of circumstantial, I guess. Like yeah. if you need to pick up a check there, you're going to enter. If not, I'm going to just personally probably sit it out. And to kind of wrap that all up, I just wrote like my three sort of reasons for making this decision. And that's basically the preservation of my horse, both in the arena and in the trailer. I don't really think I need to put her in the trailer for eight or more hours to go to somewhere I don't like. Choices for all rodeos, why you've chosen. Yeah. 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 Um, And also just kind of trying to keep myself going on the road, like maintaining the desire to keep going. Mm -hmm. I just think it's smart to ex-nay some rodeos that you just know you're not going to have success or that you don't love. And also, I want to save money on entry fees and diesel next year because, damn, even just already with the rodeos wrapping up. Oh, it's like you have so much more money. I feel like I'm rich. (laughs) I'm like, I have cash to spend. You were rich the way you were shopping today. (laughs) Oh, my God. We got our CFR outfit planning in full swing, and that is eating up some of this cash. But I'm like, not paying for fuel and entry fees? I've got – my paychecks are going a lot further. I'll tell you that. Um. But yeah, did you have any final notes to add about rodeos we're not going no, back to? No, I or? didn't have any other ones on my list. Um, you know what? There's also like certain rodeos that I really like that I think is funny that I haven't even had a good run at, but I just like them. Really enjoy. Um, like Raymond is one that yeah. I just like, I cannot seem to pull it together there, but it's literally one of my favorite rodeos. Yeah. And it has been since amateur rodeo. Yeah. So no, that pretty much sums it up for me. Um, I guess just like, we're not trying to be controversial. It's just like, this is what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. And everyone has their own yeah. know, rodeos. I mean, at every one of these rodeos, somebody won the damn thing. Yeah. So. Exactly. Shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. even though, like, let's say we might not like a certain one, maybe they had great hospitality or, you know. Yeah. Whatever, another like. good reason to yeah. go. And my two favorite rodeos of the year were Bowdoin and Coronation, actually. I really I like loved the way my runs felt at both of those locations. Well, I really actually liked Pisano. My horse worked really good there. Mm. And um, 
Bassano is one that I've also always liked. Um, a lot of people didn't like the ground there, but I loved it. I liked it when it was an amateur rodeo too. Raymond is always a favorite for me. I also truly did really like TB Creek. Like I really liked the setup. I liked yep. the vibe. I thought it was really fun. Yep. Following up that, I kind of had lessons learned and changes going into next year. And I guess that just sort mm-hmm. of segues into my change for next year is being more strategic about where I'm going. I kind of have something similar like that too. Like I'm like utilizing your horse at the right rodeos and setting yourself up for success. So like I think that it's good to understand like, okay, my horse doesn't really like thrive in that setup or that ground because not every horse, I mean, there are some unicorns that literally doesn't matter where you run them and they're great. But I think that like utilizing them in the best case scenario is is super important. Exactly. And also a very important lesson that we learned this year. You can turn yourself, you can turn out and then you can turn yourself back in. Oh yeah. At a rodeo. Yeah. That was very important to learn. So essentially what happens if you get up on two rodeos in the same day and you're unsure if you're going to make it, turn yourself out in time so you don't get a non-notified turnout. Yeah. And then try and get there. And if it seems like you're going to make it on time, call the secretary and or have someone go and turn you back in. Yeah. Because if you show up and you turn yourself back in, they actually have to let you run either in the spot that you're in or... They actually also do have to let you run at the end of the section. Section. Yeah. No, that was that was a good lesson learned. I don't really have anything else. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to really add or talk about? I guess we could quickly make mention of the top 15 girls that did go to the CFR. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you have a list in front of I you? I don't have it you handy. One, do you though. want to pull it up? Number one, Lynette super excited for Lynette this year. I really, um, I mean, anyone deserves to win, but I would really love to see Lynette win because she hasn't won a title. She has a huge lead going into the finals. Um, I think that Cowboy has really just been like Mr. Consistency all year round. He's also a horse with the most heart, which I think is super, super well-deserved. Lynette's also like special to me as a mentor and a friend. And um, so I'm kind of cheering for everyone, but I would really like to see Lynette, you know, bring Take it, it home, home and kind of have her moment. She is the epitome of a horse that can work on any ground and any setup. Yeah. If you want to learn how to make your horse, you know, and adaptable, that's who you got to talk to. And where did she end up in the world standings just with this Canadian money? Which yeah, was so also her really and I talked neat. about this when I was down there like a week or so ago. She ended up, I think it was 32nd okay. in the world without going to any... Thing anything south States. of the border yeah that's so crazy. that's a huge accomplishment too so totally. yeah that was really exciting i'm really really excited for her to be able to rake up enough canadian cash to kind of be you know nearly in that top 30 yeah. in the world just yeah. with that money alone is that's pretty impressive yeah um yeah um and then second is brooke wills nice um again super well deserved she's super consistent that horse famey she's just she's unreal she makes the same run over and over and over again and she's so so great yeah love them um then donna k okay um i got to meet her this summer and kind of chat with her she's so lovely yeah and it's pretty cool because um she didn't make the nfr this year but you know she normally does and i think what's so cool is that she does it on one horse yeah that is also very impressive yeah Yeah. then after donna k oh taylor taylor manning nice um so i feel like taylor was someone who may have rodeoed smart this year she did like i feel like she was maybe i mean 
we'd have she to had ask a really her, good lead off the hop she from did what i remember but i might have my facts wrong no i think so and then that allowed her to be quite like picky and choosy about yeah. where she went for the remainder of the year like yeah. we didn't necessarily see her, see her a lot yeah yeah so that was really that's exciting to see she's coming off her canadian championship last year um, and then she was really smart this year and kind of played the game right. And she's going to Red Deer. Then next we have Justine. Nice. Um, which is always fun to watch because, like, I think Blondie's just so cool. Yeah. She's a cool style. And it's such a neat story that, like, she's had her since high school rodeo or junior high rodeo. Yeah, for sure. High school rodeo. Yeah. Um, Justine and Blondie and me and Racy, we would always go head to head once she came on the high school rodeo scene with mm-hmm. me. So to see them still going, it's very exciting. And yeah. I love Justine. Yeah. Then we had Blake Molly, which is so exciting. First I'm, time qualifier. She's in grade 12. She's going to have so much freaking fun. She's going to have so much fun. She is just like literally the sweetest, most down to earth, yeah. real girl. She's so lovely to talk to. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing her. Um, Alicia Erickson did a really good interview with her this season. Was it at the runaway maybe or something like that? And I, yeah, I, she's just going to have so much fun at the CFR and she's, I'm sure going to soak in every moment as she should. Yeah. Um, Mariah Mannering. Nice. Which is um, another return CFR qualifier. Pretty cool though, because she started the season with like a brand new horse who I think exceeded her expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really, really cool. His name's Wiz. He's a big gray horse. Um, and he just has like a super cool style. That's an exciting one. I mean, they're all exciting. Like they I are. say something about every I, one of these. I also learned more about her. I don't know her super well, um, but it also kind of on one of those, I can't remember if it was Alicia or Cassie, but someone interviewed her somewhere, maybe ABRA finals. And she kind of just, you know, chatted about her riding and everything. And she rides with some pretty notable trainers mm-hmm. down south. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's really close with Cassie Mowry. So yeah, it's good, good for her. Yeah. Next is Brady. I wonder how many, I wonder how many times Brady's qualified in the barrels. Now. Yeah, that's a good question. And Brady's qualified in the breakaway as well this year, isn't she? I believe I'm, oh, I both have the sisters list. have. Yes, both Brady and Kylie are qualified in breakaway. So that's super cool. Yeah. Um, and then Carly Cowie, she had just like an outstanding year on a young horse. That horse is like an absolute freak of nature. And in the end, she was one of those gals that had yeah. to get it done in Edmonton, right? And she did. And she did. That yeah. was that was one part of Edmonton that I did enjoy. Between everyone coming out and saying that it was a gong show in there, it was also exciting to see yeah. the girls come out of the arena that had to do well and make nice runs. Even the girls that, you know, had to do well. And still made a nice run and stuff. Like, yeah, it was so exciting for them to kind of lay it on the line and see how, you know, the the cards kind of fell um, going into CFR after. And she was one of them. So that's great. Carly Ray Otero. We saw her really dominate at Pinocchio and a few other rodeos. She rides an amazing horse. I think he's only five or six years old. Um, super, super cool to watch. I think it's really cute. Um, she travels with her husband and her two little boys. And I remember them at the Calgary Qualifier, like, ripping around um, yeah. in the agrium with their, like, their scooters. You yeah, that? yeah, kind uh, of yeah. tyrants. They're really yeah. cute. And she's really sweet and friendly. And so that's great. Um, and then Lane Wills. So Brooke's sister, mm-hmm. this horse that Lane has is 
Heston, he is like, I swear it's the fastest horse I've ever seen in my life. Like when he runs home, it's insane the amount of ground he covers. He takes off. Yeah. Crazy. So that'll be really fun to watch. And then last is Stacey Razika, which is always fun because she has Bakay, who is 20-something years old, still getting it done. She's another one that had to punch her ticket at Edmonton. Like she was okay. down to the wire, right? Yeah. And she did. And so, yeah. I love that. Uh, I think I saw on Facebook she like ran in Edmonton, got through all that, and then like headed to Mexico or on a vacation or something. Oh, did I'm she? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she took off. I'm like, no kidding. That would have been such a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. She just peaced out on a vacation afterwards. So she'll be all refreshed and ready yeah. to rock in Red Deer. No kidding. But yeah, so is that only two Americans? At our Canadian finals? So we only have, yeah, two Americans. Okay. There was actually a couple more that should have been in there, but they didn't have their rodeo crown. Right. So yeah. we rolled down. Like, I think was one was Emily Beisel because she had a good Pinocchio. And then the and other I, Paige Jones. And then I Paige, yeah. And yeah. Paige didn't have her count either. It's going to be such a fun week coming up in Red Deer. This is the first year, I believe, that, like, the Cowboy Channel is really going to cover it. So... Our girl Katie Lucas, our Canadian representative down at the Cowboy Channel, is going to be putting it out. And of course, it's only like 30 minutes from us or a little more. So me and Shelb are definitely making the journey. We're going to be there together on Friday night, tearing it up, going to the Ladies of Canadian Pro Rodeo fashion show and luncheon that afternoon. And It'll just be so much fun. Like, we'll get to run into all our friends again and kind of wrap up the season with everybody, have a drink or two, and yeah, that'll be the vibe. Yeah. So good luck to everybody, and I think that's kind of the end for our – that's the perfect way to wrap up our season wrap-up. Yeah, we are thinking about doing some winter episodes. We've got, like, a few ideas. Yeah. You're thinking of making it, like, topic-centered and, like – kind of interviewing people but like not interviewing interview style because we think that like the same people get interviewed again and again and again so how we kind of envisioned it was like we could talk to a certain person about a certain topic um that's like relatable to them and their season and what that was like and then if there's any other topics that you guys like would like to hear us talk about or talk to an expert about like let us know yeah and I think that's kind of what we'll do through the winter so yeah yeah, we're gonna keep it going we're gonna try to be consistent yeah exactly um I think that realistically bi-weekly through the winter is probably like the best plan. Um, and then we promise next year we will be better about doing weekly. We started off really strong and then it kind of got challenging, but we will get with our consistency. It's kind of just those scheduling conflicts are just kind of the nature of life. Life but and our sport. But someone messaged us and, and said, I've had it with the traveling partners missing their weekly episode. <laughs> no! Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, I was like, oh God, okay. Okay, so, you guys are on our ass. Yeah. But we'll get it together and yeah, we'll keep in touch throughout the winter. So, and hopefully we see you at CFR in Red Deer, last year yeah. in Red Deer. See okay. you next week. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Traveling Partners podcast. We're so glad that you could jump in the truck with us. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok to stay up to date on episode releases and all things Shelby and Cass. We'll catch you at the next one.